In space, no one can hear you scream, burp, shit yourself, or go pew pew pew. And yet, loads of films are set there. This is Devil Times Five. Hey, uh, welcome to episode 16 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast. Uh, it takes a while to go to space and back, which is why we're a few days late with this month's, or should I say last month's episode. But we've been back down to Earth and our molecules have reformed in approximately the right order. So I'm still Cliff Barnes and my fellow devils are Emily McQuaid, CJ Lines, Brian Eno and Phil Gerrard. Hiya. Hi. Hi. But before we watch the stars, let's talk about what else we've been watching since we last got together. Emily, what has been your high and what has been your low? Um, I've only managed to watch two films that aren't space horror this month because it's been a bit of a busy one and they were both a little bit shit. Um, one of them was Humanoids from the Deep, another um, dodgy thing off Netflix. That's a okay, Roger yeah, Corman yeah. production. Mm. Um, it's got a couple of bits of sort of fun, scary fishman lunacy. Um, I mean, if you really, really didn't like Shape of Water, you could say it's a film that Shape of Water could have been, um, mm. which is to say it's not at all like that. And um, the other one was uh, Phenomena, the um, Dario Argento film. So I have a Which bit is of a... amazing. Well, I, I, I was expecting it to be amazing and it was, it kind of, it had some bits that were okay. But I always think with, with Argento, I always want it to be better than it actually is. Apart from Suspiria, I absolutely love that one. But the others have just been a little bit kind of underwhelming. I mean, there's some cool bits in Phenomena and it does end with a chimp with a, with a switchblade. So, you know, you can't argue with that, but it's... Yeah. Should we put that as your high and uh, humanoids from the deep as your low then? Yeah, I think so. They've both got bits to recommend. But yeah, Phenomena is definitely the better film. So yeah. um, Just picking up on The Shape of Water because Phil, it was Phil's low last uh, month yeah. and I've, I've seen it since. And the thing that struck me about it, it's got the same plot as E.T. He doesn't fuck E.T. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the versions I've seen anyway. <laughs> CJ. I actually watched some new films, um, which is a nice change. So I'm going to go with the two new ones as my high and my low. Uh, the low was Pie Whacket, uh, which is just super boring. It is one of those films where absolutely nothing happens. Uh, there's a hint that something might happen, that it doesn't happen, and it all kind of doesn't happen all the way to an ambiguous ending where nothing really happens. So that was... Uh, and my high was probably A Quiet Place, which uh, really? has been a little bit divisive, I know, uh, but I, I thought that was really good fun. Uh, I can see there are some logical flaws in it, but for 90 minutes I was jumping out my seat and into the vibe. I was vibing. Is it silent all the way through? It's not silent at all, no. There's, there's a musical uh, score, score. there's um, there's a lot of whispering, there's some there's talking. V- there's very little, to be fair. There's a lot of silence. Uh, I mean, yeah, the there's a lot of sign score, language and subtitles. Yeah, but I think the musical score was added uh, after they showed it to some test audiences who felt like it, it felt too much like an experiment in silence uh, without the score, so they added the score. Yeah, my problem with that was all the, um, the sort of plot holes, really, like... Or if you've just had a kid killed because they made a noise when they shouldn't make a noise, why would you then decide to get up the duff again? Because babies are famously silent and childbirth doesn't make any noise at all, does it? And, and, and then if it turns out that they've got that place in the basement where they can just put a mattress over the cellar door. Spoiler. And, 
talk well fuck it as far as, <laughs> and, and talk to talk away till the to their heart's content then why isn't that where they live why do they stay there the whole time I didn't write it no. <laughs> but Can I we please it. cover a film that CJ has written at some point? <laughs> well, uh, Phil, I don't have a low light. I'm afraid I've been a be- I've been away this month, so I've been a bit tardy watching films. But my highlight is the other day they're re-releasing it. I think the old Dark House I watched. Yes, they um, are. because they're doing a sort of um, I don't know what it is, some sort of mega re-release of it. I mm. think. So I rewatched it, and it's fantastic. The old Dark House. Have you seen it? It's um, no. well, I've got I've put it up on air. It's what 1932, and I guess it must be before the Haze Coes or something because it's saucy as hell. The old Dark House. <laughs> it's all got like jokes about being wet and stuff all the way through it. Um, yeah. Have any of you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. No, no. Do you like? I do you didn't like, like it? it? No, I just did not get on with the humour. I remember there was a scene about <laughs> potatoes that just seemed to go on forever. <laughs> uh, just you know, awful no, when your potatoes it? get all wet. Yeah. <laughs> it's marvellous. It's just a lot of sort of wasps turn up at a house in Wales and just are really rude to the owners. Um, there doesn't seem to be any sort of real suspense or sort of danger in it whatsoever. Sorry, when you say wasps, do you mean um, white Anglo-Saxons <laughs> and Protestants? Or... <laughs> No, I mean, no, I mean, white Anglo Saxon prostitutes. Although halfway through, they do get attacked by wasps. So that was. Uh, <laughs> that's confusing. Wasp on wasp action. Nice. <laughs> I've just remembered I have got a low this week. I watched a bit of Enemy Mine, which was on television. Oh, Dennis Quaid. I've never seen Enemy Mine, but whenever I see the name Enemy Mine, it always reminds me of being in a video shop when I was a kid and uh, there were these two younger kids in there and one of them saw that it had just hit the shelves and went, oh, enemy mine, enemy mine, enemy mine. And I'd, I'd, what the fuck is enemy mine? It was really, it was, if for some reason, it was like catnip to kids, that movie, because I got really, really excited about it when I saw the poster at the cinema and it had a PG on the poster. So I was like, yes, 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 fantastic. And then it turned out to be a 15. So when I went with my, yeah. my mum, uh, they turned me away because it was actually a 15. It must be a very soft 15 because they showed it on film four at about four. Oh, I'm sure it's like a U now, yeah. but this is, this is back in the day. It's the most sort of crashing sort of uh, racism allegory, yeah. isn't it? And it's yeah. like, it's so, it's so on the nose. Okay, uh, Bryony. Uh, the two films that weren't space horror... Uh, they're both a bit shit, but one was just terrible shit, and one was quite, you know, nice shit. Um, so the nice shit, the highlight was uh, nice Mirab- shit. Is that? It was yeah, I, I do enjoy a nice shit uh, film. Um, so, <laughs> it's a film called Mirror Mirror. Oh, I love Mirror Mirror. <laughs> it's um, it was great. I liked the sort of the shit goff. She was fun, and uh, I didn't fully understand what was going on. I kind of half watched it, but really enjoyed just how naff and terrible it was. So Have you seen Mirror Mirror Two yet? No, not yet. Oh, I think that's on Prime. It's got it's got a shitter goth. It's it's, it's awesome. It's it's the full title is Mirror Mirror Two Raven Dance, and oh, it's of course just it is. It's epic. It's so it good. Mirror Mirror Two is even better. What's the plot of Mirror Mirror? There's a mirror, right? It's yeah. haunted. Haunted mirror. It's well, a haunted mirror. Well, no. Love so there's a haunted this girl. Mirror, mate. Yeah, she moves from, like, L.A. or something, which is why she's so trendy and goth, and her mum's a big old slag, and uh, him from uh, Blade Runner is in it, and he's shagging the mum. I think he's a Undertaker. Um, Yeah, him. 
the one with the So the face. standard John Huston setup, and then what happens yeah. after that? Uh, she gets involved in the mirror sexually, uh, emotionally. <laughs> Some blood wow. comes out. It's a good film. It's good. It's uh, it's awful, but it's, it's good fun. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm unclear. Was that your high or your low? That was my high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll find out why that was my high because uh, the other film I watched this month was Fear.com. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's so bad. I mean, I can't actually tell you what it was about. Um, I like the man in it. I can't remember his name. He's also in Blade. Um, Wesley Snipes? Got... No. Goss? <laughs> uh, the one who's the baddie in Blade. He's a baddie in Fear.com. No, what's his name? He's got a yeah. face. Uh... Yeah, he's got no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a long week. Down. Yeah. So, yeah, fear.com. I watched Stephen Dorff. Yeah, Stephen Dorff. Uh, yes, um, him. All other awful horror films, Jackals and Leatherface. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that was um, awful. And okay. I'd kind of recommend it if you want to go to sleep. Um, but I did also enjoy the really crap, like, the internet is new and it's going to kill you kind of vibe to it. When was it made? 2002. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah, that was when the internet was newish and it was going to kill you, mm-hmm. um, unless Stephen Dorff figured something out. <laughs> okay. Um, my high was um, The Rage, which I found on Prime Video, and it's uh, from 2007, directed by Robert Kurtzman off of KNB Effects. It's about a... Uh, it, was, it was a zombie virus kind of thing, spread by vultures and in one scene by eels, and it's about, yeah, there's a bunch of kids in a Winnebago and their holiday goes to shit, and, <laughs> and it just goes fucking off the scale. It goes wild, really does. I had loads of fun with it. It's very splattery, very twisted, loads of fun. Um, and my low, because it was the most disappointing new release of the month, Ghost Stories. Um, by oh, Jeremy, really? Yeah, Jeremy Dyson, Andy Nyman, based on their oh. stage show, which I never saw, but it's got I saw the stage show. The stage show was amazing. I loved the it. It was brilliant. Show. I loved the stage Ooh, show. Really I've been great. kind of wary about watching the film because I like the stage show so much. No, I thought it was awful. I thought it was just really. Why? Because I like the staging of it, like the special effects yeah. for like going to a nice magic show. That was that was quite nice, <laughs> but the story was just well stories were just so like obvious and cliche. Mm. And that, was, like, that was the point, wasn't it? It was to have a but, sort of to sort of do those derivative horror story sort of urban legends on stage and do them well, wasn't it? I thought. But I, yeah, I uh, thought that was the. Um... And they definitely achieved that. Well, maybe that's the case on stage, but on film, if you're doing cliched oh, old yeah. horror films and you know, on film, then you're just watching cliched old horror films. Oh, I think on paper it's quite good. It's like an anthology movie. Um, yeah. But where the segments only take up like half of the film if that and the main story is about the is the wraparound and what happens mm. to the guy in that um so one thing back on it it's like yeah it's quite well structured it's very well structured but the it's, it just relies on cliches on jump scares and faces spooky faces coming out of the dark all that kind of boring stuff I've seen done much better loads of times and as for the ending i mean it might be good if you've never seen the wizard of oz but it's <laughs> just a really bad take on that when I saw Ghost Stories, one of the trailers beforehand uh, was for Slender Man, the latest in the Mr. Man franchise that you love so much. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to Slender Man. 
There's going to be Slender Man versus Bye Bye Man, isn't there? <laughs> I would watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would watch Bye Bye Man versus anything. Bye Bye Man versus Mr. Bump. <laughs> <laughs> so, they were our highs and lows. Now it's time to get really high. I'm talking Space Man. Uh, normally at this point we'd get straight into our first feature, but we ought to talk about the film that so many space horrors um, owe a debt to, 1979's Alan, directed by Ridley Scott, or Whitley Plot, as I look up, like to call him, because I'm 42 years old. Um, Phil, you are reliably a fan of all the acknowledged classics of horror, so I'm guessing you're a fan of Alan. I hate Alan. It's not the same as being a friend of Dorothy. It does sound like it. Not do, you not, do you not know my well-documented hatred of all Ridley Scott films? No. I think Ridley Scott is the most overrated director of all time. He's absolute dog shit, Ridley Scott. And I, don't, I won't have anybody saying he's ever made a good film. And, and Alien is part of that. I just think Alien is terrible. What have you got against Alien? I mean, it could be the start of quite a long tirade about Alien, right? Go on, then. Where to start? Okay. We're here all night. Alien looks amazing. Right. That's not Ridley Scott. Um, the, the only thing that's really separates Alien from like your normal people running away from a monster film is H.R. Geiger. H.R. Geiger elevated Alien. Right. He gave it the sort of male rape and, and the sort of uh, pregnancy and all of those disgusting things that makes Alien interesting. If you take all of the H.R. Geiger out of Alien, it's literally just people running away from a monster, a man in a suit on a spaceship. It's really nothing, really very, very similar to the Titan find, which we're going to talk about after you yeah, take all that stuff away. Very similar to um, a lot of things we're going to talk about. Exactly. Um, if you think that The Thing, uh, the John Carpenter film, which we've discussed, The Thing is better than Alien by 4,000% because it has so many more elements that are more interesting than Alien. And yet, for some reason, Alien is the film that is held up by everybody. And I've never really understood it. The end. Controversial opinion from <laughs> Phil, Jared, but one I agree with, to be honest. Um, really? Well, yeah, absolutely. There are better films that do it better, I think. It's about half an hour too long, for starters. It's um, There's a lot of walking around in corridors, which, admittedly, I think Whitley Plop um, does film quite well. There's a lot of good um, sort of flashing lights and that to keep it interesting looking. Uh, Carlo Rambaldi's effects work is really good. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's quite boring, especially the first 35 minutes. If you don't give a shit about spaceships, then... The opening of that film is really boring. <laughs> the other thing that gets me about Alien is it's Aliens, which is the feminist film, I think. Because people sort of hold up Ripley to be a sort of feminist icon. But in all horror films, the, the, the female character is the one pursued till the end and then murders mm. the monster. In all mm. of them. Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre is the same as uh, uh, Alien. It's not specific. It's not particularly... Um, uh, uh, feminist. It's only when you get to Aliens that she becomes a badass and actually starts sort of fighting people and fighting. Oh, back. she's pretty badass at the end of Alan. She takes all of her clothes off oh, yeah, and gets into a, into a spaceship at the end, and then and the way that she fights the alien alien is very passively. You know mm. what I mean? She tricks it and she sort of it does its thing, and she sort of gets out of the way, and it sort of goes into a place, and she gets out of the way, and she shoots it off. That it's works though, doesn't it? She she is it the works. only survivor apart from the cats. Do you know? Um, do you know the comedian Suze Kempner? Uh, not personally, but yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, the cat in um, in Aliens is Suze Kempner's cat. 
But that was 1986. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a dead cat. It's a dead cat now. But yeah, she comes from a family of cat wranglers. True story. Is that a job? I would love to be a cat wrangler. Suze Kempner still does cat wrangling on films. That must be like herding cats. You're better than that. (laughs) <laughs> no, he's, no, he's not. No, he's not. I know him personally. <laughs> um, so, Emily, what are you going to say about um, about old Alan? Um, I really like Alan. Um, I think that might be partly because when I was a very, very small child, I'd kind of graduated to the adult books in the library, not that kind of adult books. And um, there was a book about um, space, and there was a bit that was it described in graphic detail the whole the John Hurt chestburster scene. And I was about eight or nine when I read this and it properly freaked me out. So for years, I don't know if it's because I built it up in my head as being such a kind of a big scary thing. But yeah, I I happen to um, to be a, a bit of a fan of Alan. I can understand that, yeah, it is too long and Ripley gets a lot more badass in Aliens. But um, I like the fact that it's based on character. I like the fact that you get this sense of space being really, really boring. And this is someone's workplace and they're not happy and they're slagging off the company. And then, the, then you know, the bad shit happens, and um, yeah, I just, just really, I just really like it. I'm, I'm prepared to kind of sit through the slow bits to get to, you know, the money shot, as it were. It was I definitely agree. the first film to do that to make, to make space look unglamorous and like it was a job, and like there were the plumbers in space type thing. I thought that was great about Alien, actually. The fact that they looked like real people doing a job, and they weren't really asked with it being amazing. They were just sort of. They yeah, it was just, just they wanted to yeah. finish their shift. Yeah, they wanted to finish their shift and go home. Brian and CJ, you got anything to add about, about that? Well, I'm to be honest, uh, my dad's called Alan, so I've spent the last five minutes being very confused. Um, <laughs> Phil hates but... your dad. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I said your dad was all right. Because he okay. fucked E.T. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, Alan, my dad, he watched Alan um, the night before I was born, apparently, with the chestburster scene, and so wow. he wasn't great with a the afterbirth but i'm i'm a big <laughs> fan of alien and because it again it was one of those films i watched as a kid and it's the first time that i was aware of watching a woman on screen being cool and yeah she did trick it but what would you do mm. um and just so uh, every time i did laser zone my name was always ripley so it's got a very special <laughs> very special place in my heart alan um yeah CJ? Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think it's brilliant for all the reasons uh, Emily and Bryony said, but also I just fucking love space. <laughs> I think Alien, yes. it has not a... I mean, obviously it's not a realistic depiction of space, but it feels like they're in space. Like like some of the films that you watch with spaceships, you think, yeah, okay, they're not really in space. Whereas with Alien, I... I always get totally drawn into the atmosphere and but reminded they're not even that space is scary. Like the concept of Alien is terrifying. And I, I just caught that. He's <laughs> um, got that but... sense of claustrophobia and that sense of sort of kind of existential angst about being alone mm. in the universe. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And also that is just my the idea of. thing about what... space horror. Mm. Yeah, same, same. And, and when they go into the alien uh, egg plant <laughs> whatever it is um you know when they first find find those things and it's just you just think christ if you were in the middle of space like so far away from where you're from and you just come across something weird like that it's just oh horrible horrible it really gets under my skin i, I find it a really scary movie 
uh, and I'll never. But that's the thing. It's like it's like HR Geiger did that. It's it's, yeah, well, it's HR Geiger's design. artwork. But but I I think even just conceptually, I mean you know yeah sure the fact that it looks good helps a lot. Um, but but I think it it, it is a scary concept, um, especially because the way that the alien manifests itself is is through you. Uh, which again is a, you know I mean I love body horror and all that sort of invasive stuff uh, and yeah I, I I don't know I just find it really scary and and yeah there's a lot of people who contributed to that beyond Ridley Scott I'm not saying Ridley Scott is a, a god I think he's made two brilliant films and that's that's it um, is the other but... one is the other one Blade Runner of course it is <laughs> um... I love Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's belatedly get on to our first feature then, which is William Malone's 1984 film Creature, a.k.a. The Titan Find. In the near future, in the shadow of Saturn's rings, beneath the surface of the barren moon called Titan... Scientists find the one thing they never expected. Is anybody here? Was expecting them. Ah! Oh my God! And suddenly, those who had traveled across the galaxy had run out of space. The Titan find. Commercial space explorers on the Saturnian moon of Titan find... A metal canister that unfortunately <laughs> contains a killer alien, and you can pretty much guess what happens from there. <laughs> because it's pretty much an Allen ripoff, isn't it, CJ? It is, but I don't care. I fucking love space. <laughs> I really like this does the same thing that I love in Alien, and, and I don't care that it does it in a much cheaper, campier way. Um, I love it. It was one of the first 18s that I ever watched as well. So full disclaimer, I think there is some nostalgic uh, value there. But again, you know, I think it captures that vastness of space. Uh, I think when you think about Saturn and the moons of Saturn and the distance from here to there and the potential hostility of it. And I think that's scary. Uh, And I think even though this is quite a silly film, uh, it's still just tapped something in my head. Um, and I think also it was the first time I'd ever seen a naked woman was in this film. Really? Wow. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's, you know, it's going to have an effect. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, does have, I, it does have a few I sometimes worry about this because um, the first time I ever saw sort of naked women were all in horror films. Like they're all sort of, horror related things there was all i think it's the way a lot of men first see naked women is in horror films is that problematic quite quite problematic i would say yes um i mean especially because the the woman in question here i think was a a space zombie of sorts by the time she is naked uh which has given me a lifelong space zombie fetish but (laughs) has it really fabulous (laughs) takes all sorts don't don't judge um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I love it. And there's a fucking wicked exploding head. 
Come on. No, there is. Yes, 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 oh, that's okay. great. The best, yeah. the best thing about the explaining head was when I was a kid and I had this on VHS. Uh, my friend and I were really, really into like trying to figure out how all the effects were done. Uh, mm. And we used to go for the exploding head scene and we would pause it frame by frame by frame. And then when when we had um, we brought around his VCR, so we had two VCRs and we taped us playing it on slow mo on the one tape onto the other with a little rewind and then more slow moment. So we just had this looping slow-mo version of the Titan Fight exploding head, which I realise makes me sound like a really fucked up kid. Uh, but the funniest thing about it, the reason why we loved it so much, is if you watch that exploding head frame by frame, you see the frame where it goes from the actor with all the like gross makeup on to the worst dummy you've ever seen. The expression on this dummy's face is like... And it's just this ridiculous, <laughs> wonderful frame that most people will miss because they're just watching a rad exploding head. Uh, but if you do have Titan Find on a medium where you can freeze frame it, I highly urge you to do so. It's a great. Cool. I do realise a lot of boys would have just freeze framed the naked space zombie. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was weird. You can feel superior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what is the aliens' mo in this? Because it's kind of a bit of a thing ripoff as well isn't it like kind of taking over bodies yeah. Yeah. so yeah. no one knows who uh who who's been kind of aliened <laughs> but it also then emerges as a yeah. as a big monster and then swiping people's heads off and stuff um mixed messages i think from the alien there <laughs> <laughs> be more upfront about what you want aliens just like strippy skin that's what he likes like strippy skin <laughs> fastest fastest route to drippy skin that's all he wants so of the the other four of us did any of us like this film i'll put my hand off and say no yeah <laughs> uh um, it was it i liked the makeup and i liked the german guy i liked his teeth oh, klaus kinski oh, klaus kinski klaus kinski's yeah. great he had, a, yeah. he had a great mouth on him um <laughs> He's so it was really in this film. I know. He's like, oh, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> he was so saucy about it. Um, <laughs> we are all like going to music. die. Yeah, that is a perfect. Such that shame. is a perfect adjective for what he was, wasn't it? He was proper saucy about everything. <laughs> he was. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Oh, I <laughs> Oh no, what can we do? It's oh crazy. no. Oh, let me try some of these buttons. <laughs> <laughs> When Klaus Kinski leaves the film and is replaced by a stuntman in in vague Klaus Kinski makeup, I didn't even realise it was supposed to be the same character. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen that um, film with George Kennedy? It's a Dutch slasher film called Intensive Care. No, of course you haven't. No one has. Um, George George Kennedy's in it and he gets blown up in the first scene and then the rest of the film he's played by a stuntman in burn makeup. (laughs) George Kennedy. (laughs) <laughs> oh marvelous i liked it i thought it was good i mean it's i mean it's terrible but um but good right it's the it's the kind of good terrible that brownlee was talking about yeah um, yeah i'd agree it is it is kind of good terrible and it once you've seen some of the other alien ripoffs it suddenly looks a hell yeah. of a lot better yeah this one's much more fun and how how does it look so good like mm. how is it so well lit how are the sets so good how are the spacesuits so good when everything else is so Ooh. terrible I don't think the spacesuits are that good. They're, those helmets are so heavy looking. It looks their yeah, heads have continually cool. flopping. Is forward. this where they yeah, look they're... like sort of space frogs? 
Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, ripped, they're ripped straight off 2001, they those are, yeah. space frogs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Helmets, aren't they? Except in 2001, they look kind of cool. This is like the sort of Poundland version. It really I thought it looked like sort of the live action um, Terror Hawks. That was the vibe <laughs> oh, I was getting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the director yeah, yeah. swears that was not the intention to rip off 2001. He just suspects that the 2001 designer used the same sort of source material to design the spacesuits and that. I thought you were going to say he suspects that the 2001 designer had a, had a time machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he somehow went and made his design. And then went well, back 10 years. Titanfine writers clearly didn't have a time machine because it was only, what, five years before West Germany and East Germany reunited and they didn't even predict that. Mm, well, that's true. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, we were talking about this film, Cliff, and you said that they, uh, you think that they ripped off the sets from another film do you think that's true uh no actually having having listened to the director's commentary no they did build them on the cheap well that's kind uh, of amazing isn't it i mean like why would you have why would you have incredible lighting incredible sets and fill it with like the dad from ferris bueller i don't understand why you would make those decisions (laughs) that's only the dad from ferris bueller if he's got a time machine (laughs) <laughs> and after doing Ferris Bueller, he went, went back to do the uh, Titan fan. Um, I mean, there, there's a uh, Roger Corman film, Galaxy of Terror, which the sets are oh, that's good. fucking incredible mm. in that. Mm. Uh, but then I think that is because they were also taken from, uh, was it Battle Beyond the Planets, which was a more expensive earlier Roger Corman film. So, yeah, that, that that's reusing sets, definitely. Oh, okay. Emily, did yeah. you have anything to say about Titan Find? Um, I quite liked it. It was quite um, atmospheric, um, bad spacesuits, some interesting haircuts. I like the um, the badass woman who kind of disappears for half the film. She's kind of like sort of space right. goth. Isn't yeah. that awful, right? She's the most interesting character in it. She's set yeah. up as some, some like kind of harsh brunette <laughs> as opposed to the two blonde that are going to get naked. Yeah, yeah, she's quite severe. And then halfway through, she just vanishes. And at the end... She goes. She turns up. and goes. Where, where have you been? Oh, I got lost. Oh, I got lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a little bit. Like, I, do I you got mean, lost. Do you mean yeah. the writer couldn't think what to do with you because you weren't <laughs> going to get your tits out? Yeah, that was that was got unfortunate. Lost. I was expecting the hearse to kind of like get sort of space madness and start killing people, or mm. I don't know. It's one of the Turn most up. awful sort of we don't know what to do with this female character things I've ever seen. Mm. Do you, you, you say you listen to the commentary. Yeah. Did they did they say anything about it and that like whether it no, was it's a not rewrite? Like she wasn't or... available or anything like that. It's just, right. you know, he did wow. point out. I think that I got lost is is one of the things that people point, flag up as a bit shit about the film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, even I can't defend that one. <laughs> is it possible that the actress did actually get lost? <laughs> and then it was a big set. It was clearly a big set. But um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It's it's a little bit sort of cheap and cheerful, but there's a fair amount of kind of artistry going on with set design, etc. And um, yeah, as I said, it's certainly better than some of the other Alien ripoffs. So, well, um, what are you right. thinking? What are you thinking? One of the other ripoffs? Um, in Seminoid. <laughs> Bloody hell! I prefer in Semen- I prefer it, but really, yeah. I like the I like the um, bollock-faced aliens at the end, but apart from that, it's it's bo- it's crap. I mean, it is boring. It's it's a lot of walking around in caves. Yeah. Um, Stephanie Beecham's hair is enormous. Oh, there's some good and, hair, yeah. And the f- fight scenes are the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a proper proper fight choreographer that film, and I think the actors were just not 
into it, not into listening what he said. Didn't want to get stuck in. Everyone the... is acting like they've just had a really, really big lunch, and they're just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, impregnated by an alien. Yeah, whatever. Oh, I'm dead now. Cover now. Um, yeah. um, what's the name of those caves in Kent where it was shot? Chiselhurst. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember visiting there once when I was a kid, and they still had like little uh, scenarios, little tableaus with um, mannequins. Showing mm. that Inseminoid was uh, was shot there. Wow. And this was like sort of, yeah, family day out. Oh, this film is Inseminoid, <laughs> where a woman gets raped by a, <laughs> shot here. By a bollock monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Norman J. Warren's an interesting director. He was good at doing trashy horror films on the cheap in Britain. I don't think Inseminoid is the best example, but I'd rather, rather watch that again than uh, Titan Find. Certainly. Um, and Star Crystal. Can we talk about Star oh, Crystal? Oh, yes. Let's bloody hell. I That's love ab- Star Crystal. It's <laughs> great. Oh my it's, God. it's in the same vein as Titan Kind. Okay. It is for some of it. And then, oh my God, the ending of that film. Oh. I, 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 it went from, oh, this is a kind of pleasant B-movie. All this, the spaceships look like toys that have been left in a toy shop for too long. That's nice. And then, like, the last 10 minutes, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, yeah, it goes. Uh, what I happens in the last ten minutes? I'm not sure if it it, it could be construed as a spoiler. Um, let's just say that um, it, it it anyone who would watch Alien and then kind of go, how about the alien suddenly finds Jesus at the end and decides it wants to be mates with people, and yeah. um, there's a nice scene of them playing space chess. And the alien, instead of looking like really, really cool, like the Ge- uh, Geiger designed alien, it's a big lump of smegma with a sad frog face. It's, <laughs> it, it goes from kind of um, a sort of, yeah, this this is a kind of enjoyable, silly B movie to, oh my God, did they make this for a dare? And then it ends with a power ballad, which is so. <laughs> oh, wow. like, but I love wow. that it's it's heartfelt. It's not. It's not. Like it's earnest, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 the the earnestness sort of just completely comes from um, from left field, and also the um, the power ballad, which is incidentally sung by the woman that was the voice of Daphne on Scooby Doo. Um, oh my god! Yeah, wow. I know. I don't know if that changes anything for anybody. Um, it changes everything. For it everyone. changes everything forever. <laughs> now the world will never be the same. But it's. Um, yeah, and that that song has got the laziest lyrics ever. It's something like "Crystal of the Stars, look look where you are. You've gone so far," and so on. It's just like, okay, you run out of spaces in your rhyming, your rhyming dictionary now. La 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 la. Are you wearing a bra? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's an experience that film. I'll put it that way. All right, so that was the uh, kind of post Alan rip off things. But let's get forward to. Uh, Films from the last 20 years, the CGI era, because that's totally transformed kind of the way that sci-fi is made and the way it looks. I think there's so, there's one there's one that I'd like to mention as the bridge between the two because it was so yeah. weird. Uh, it was one that came out last year called Life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But really the great. weird thing about Life is I feel like the script for Life was written around the same time as Star Crystal and Titan Find and was hmm. in that vein. And it just got lost behind someone's sofa. And then whoever lost it found it and went, oh, yeah, why not? I'll make that. And somehow someone gave them millions of dollars to do it. So you've got essentially Star Crystal on a $40 million budget, which is wow. just baffling. How did that happen? I liked life, actually. Um, it was, 
I mean, it's a good slasher film, isn't it? And, and mm. the, the, I like the way that as the alien grows, it kills people in different ways. Yeah. So, like, when it's yeah. small, it just, like, you know, tries to crush someone's hand and kill them that way. It doesn't quite work. But And then as it grows, it jumps down someone's throat. And then when it gets really big, it does more traditional kind of kind of kills. Yeah. Um, I did like that, that, that. Was it Ryan Reynolds who died when he went inside him? Oh, yeah. Um, that was, I, that I, was I, a I, really grim death. It was a really good one because I'm I'm funny about Ryan Reynolds. Like I, I can watch him in some things, but in other things I'm just like piss off Ryan Reynolds because it's just Ryan Reynolds. Um, so I was really <laughs> happy that he died. So I really appreciate that they killed him off quite quickly. What about Brian? Eh? What about when Ryan Reynolds dies in real life? Uh, I'd be fine with that. You'd be really happy. I won't be really happy. I'll just be somewhat amused. Or. That's the trailer for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you tag Ryan Reynolds when you tweet it. <laughs> I just don't like him. I'm sorry. Aww. It's got that like eight minute shot, sort of unbroken take at the start that's really good. Is they're they're all they're actually floating around without gravity, which I think that one of the things that cool. annoys me about these all these. Um, spaceship films is that they just walk around spaceships like it ain't no shit. Um, it's because you need a budget to do zero gravity stuff. Yeah, of you, you do. do. Yeah, of you've got to go up in the vomit comet, haven't you, to do that sort of thing? Cost shit loads of money. Oh yeah, in the past, I don't think they have to use that now. They just do it on wires and CGI the wires out, don't they? How do they do gravity? I suppose. I suppose gravity is all wires, is it? Gravity was. Fuck! You've got to watch the making of Gravity. It's incredible how they did that. Really? It was on a sort of gyroscope on gyroscope sets. Oh, cool! It was was fucking incredible. Um, I mean, Gravity I quite like, which is surprising because I don't get on with space films. But um, but as soon as I finished watching it, I thought I've got to watch the making of. How the fuck did they do that? And it's amazing. If anything, the making of is better than the film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the film's got Sandra Bullock in it, so that seems fair. (laughs) (laughs) And and George Clooney, yeah. It's not not the best cast. Uh, (laughs) um, I love how far gone down the rabbit hole we are. Like, a lot of people go, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, what an excellent cast. And we're like, oh, oh, Klaus Kinski's in Titanfine. Yeah. He's so saucy. The hipster position. (laughs) Um, Doom, you wanted to talk about, Bryony. Yeah, Doom's shit. I love it. Um, (laughs) It's so bad. I love it so much. Full uh, disclosure, yeah. I tried watching this and I fell asleep after half an hour. It's bad. But it's got, I'll watch anything The Rock in because I bloody love The Rock. Um, I like The Rock. I like he's the a rock. good man. He's a like good man. Rock. I don't uh, like The Rock. What? Well, How can you not like The Rock? What's wrong with The Rock? I'll it's tell just... you what, one of the things that has fucked me off about the research for this month's episode is that I have now seen a film with The Rock in and, and in Pitch Black a film with Vin Diesel in and they're both fucking awful and oh, now I can't I'm, even go around saying I've never even seen a Dwayne Johnson or Vin Diesel film because <laughs> I have. you haven't lived until you've watched Fast and Furious 6 it's a great film in <laughs> 7 in 7 he chases a, no he races a submarine it's bloody brilliant um, big fan of like Livid I like five uh, at the post. Oh, shut up about Fast and Furious! <laughs> 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 no, I could talk about Fast and the Furious. It's, 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 it's my now a podcast. Stop talking about Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> 
I set up a horror podcast with my friends so I can talk about horror. I'll put up this sign. Stop talking about the Fast and Furious. This is my plan when I joined. Stop talking about Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I like Pitch Black. I want to talk about a film where a woman has sex with a squid. (laughs) Stop talking. Doom's a terrible film. I love it. I just uh, there's a bit where the rock goes like, "I'm not supposed to die," and he dies, or he comes back, and I don't know. I can't actually remember what it's about. I was in the bar. Well, it's about it. it's, a, it's very splattery. I liked that mm. bit about it. All I the like stuff the, on the, the the first person shooting. What's it? Yeah, bit? yeah, yeah that bit's good. Yeah, I, I like yeah. it when he when he says "semper fi, motherfucker." That's, yeah, that's that was great. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it would be better if it was actually a horror film rather than an action movie with a load of splatter. Yeah. Um, because I think, ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the actress in it. Um, uh, Rosamund Pike. Pike. Yeah, Rosamund Pike. Yep. Um, I think she's really good. I think her character's really good. And I think um, Keith Urban. Is it Keith Urban? Carl yeah. Urban? Keith Urban? One of the Urbans. Carl, Carl Urban, isn't that? One of the Urban brothers. <laughs> um, Mr. Urban. <laughs> And um, and Dwayne Johnson are fucking irritating, and I'd much prefer it to be a be a story about Rosamund Pike's character discovering all these splattery, horrible alien things, um, without all the action men and their guns. Yeah, that's that's just me. They're really nice guns. (laughs) And I'm a big fan of like space action, so I was quite happy to watch this again. Because uh, Starship Troopers is like one of my favourite films, so anything that's a bit oh, like that. Yeah, Since Starship Troopers, Troopers is a great like, film. If Paul Verhoeven's involved, I'm down with sci-fi. Total Recall yeah. and Starship Troopers, both brilliant. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But otherwise, not really for me. Can I just have a bit of a rant here, right? Because <laughs> the problem I've had with this month's fucking theme is to me, right, all sci-fi dialogue, when they're, you know, in their spaceships, driving their spaceships and going, oh, press this button, there's these flashing lights, it all just sounds like... <laughs> and, like, the first half hour of all these fucking films is like that, right? It's really boring. I've never been interested in space or planets or anything like that, right? I mean, I'm on that. I was more interested in dinosaurs when I was a boy, if you must know. Right, so I've never really been into sci-fi. I... <laughs> I, Star Wars, I did I did like Star Wars when I was a kid, but not enough to want to watch like Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, let alone the new ones they've been making, right? I never wanted to fucking buy one of those stupid pretend haze vehicle manuals for the Millennium Falcon or have like figurines <laughs> of like my favourite spacemen or my or aliens in little packets on my shelves. Nothing like that, right? All these fucking space horror films. Too much space, not enough horror. Um, actually, in my day job, one of my one of my clients is is a former famous astronaut. She and um, you know she's lovely. Nothing against her. When I see her, do, do I ask her about her experiences? No, because I'm not fucking interested, right? In that. <laughs> and as for Commander Chris Hadfield, I wish he would just shut the oh, fuck up for one minute about having gone into space. We all know Hadfield he's been there. This. Stop <laughs> fucking going on about it. No. Right. I don't like sci-fi. Who's Chris, who's Chris Hadfield? Chris Hadfield's like... Is that prick who's made life on Mars when he was in Space Shuttle or something? Did the Space Oddity cover. That's the yeah. one. 
But he's he's been. To oh, he can fuck so far he's, off. He's he's been to space yeah. three times. He's, oh, that oh, fucking yeah. don't we fucking know it? It's all he bloody goes on about. Why why has he got moustache like a lumberjack? There is no distance him and Tim Peake can't fuck off to. No, I love them both. I I've, I go to see him like do talks and stuff. I I love them. I love astronauts. I, if I have I, to I see Tim Peake do a somersault in <laughs> CJ, space, was it once you that went to see Tim Peake by mistake, thinking it was uh, Chris Oldfield? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise till halfway through when he was like, really? That's really funny. <laughs> a few years ago, uh, my wife and I went to see Tim Peake. We both came out at the end just going, I'm sure he had a moustache. That's really weird that he didn't have a moustache tonight. And then we both realised that we'd both confused him with Chris Hadfield. You went through the whole talk and didn't realise. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. The whole talk was like, it's completely different. <laughs> and he didn't do the song. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet he does as well. I bet. I bet when Chris Hadfield does talk, yeah. I bet he does the song. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm, I'm going to see him. Well uh, I'm going to see him in June. Yeah. Do a, a whole night of musical stuff. A whole night in musical stuff. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 seriously. Space yeah. Oddity's only about four minutes long. What's he going to do the rest of the time? Space he Oddity's does, about he eight does minutes long. Uh, he's like, well, uh, yeah. You know, he's good. He can play play the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> he can play Space Oddity. <laughs> do, you, do you think he'll play? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's his entrance music. He'll come out yeah. to that. Um, i tell you what, a... I've watched... I'd pay to watch him fuck E.T. <laughs> <laughs> what, Chris Hadfield or the guy out of Babylon Zoo? <laughs> oh, everyone. What about the Cloverfield Paradox? Because loads of people hate oh, it. It's not supposed to be a Cloverfield film. It's not supposed to be. They've just literally tacked on Cloverfield because yeah. they made this film and they're like, yeah, it's an all right film, but people aren't going to see it. So why don't we shove on Cloverfield then shove it onto Netflix with a day's worth of advertising? So it's all like, well, oh, that's, really no, film. Brian, that's not actually true because um, I know the day that it dropped on Netflix, everyone's like, <gasps> new Cloverfield film that we didn't know was happening. But mm. when was that? That was like April, March. Time? Yeah, yeah. Last Super May, time. last May, I read a story and on like, you know, a website saying uh, uh, a film called God Particle has been renamed Cloverfield Paradox and will be out soon. So but, it, it had 10 months to get That, that seems to support what Bryony says, that it wasn't a Cloverfield film. They tapped yeah, it, it was it? No, no, it's absolutely. Like literally absolutely, all yeah. the Cloverfield talk was done off screen. Yeah. So we had like someone on a thing going, oh, Cloverfield, Cloverfield, Cloverfield. And they'd ever <laughs> say the word Cloverfield. I think that's the actual script. And um, you can see the, the thing that the, 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 the whole thing, that was called like the shepherd or something. And then the ship was called um, one of J.J. Abrams' weird little Easter egg things. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, right. uh, Lost. Yeah. Lost. <laughs> your lost ship. Um, you would I... not ideas. call your ship Lost, would you? Lost, <laughs> lost in space. Hey. It was um, it was an interesting film. I I didn't mind it, but it was also there was just bits where it was just like this is stupid. It was Chris O'Dowd being Chris O'Dowd. Oh, I hated um, that bit the most. It's just, he was annoying. No, the bit with the fucking it, arm was like was oh, yeah. Chris O'Dowd. It, I I I felt like Bryony with Ryan Reynolds at that point. I was no, like, no, because what it's like is it's like an Elm Street sequel. It just goes <laughs> surreal. Anything can happen, but in a really boring way. Like I think I wasn't a fan. No, it was awful. There was a, uh, it ha- it started off well. It started with a promise when what's her face when she was in the wall and they were like, oh shit, mm. she's in the wall. Let's get her out. That was like, oh cool, this could be really yeah. weird and 
because oh god oh, yeah. um and then it just went downhill I, and i wasn't I agree happy. completely the, the chris o'dowd scene was actually the cutoff for me that was that was mm. the way when the film just tilted was at that point i was like oh no yeah. i've made a mistake what am i doing well, talking of Chris O'Dowd, I'll tell you who's an odd um, odd member of the cast to have in Prometheus, the uh, Whitley Plops Allen prequel. Benedict Wong. What's he doing in there? Yeah. Mm. He, gets, why is, he gets proper acting jobs. Not only what is Benedict Wong doing in there, but why is he not being funny in it? Why would you cast a brilliant comic actor like that and then not have him do anything funny? Because it's directed by Ridley Scott and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally, he doesn't know what he's fucking doing. I would really like it if there was a director's commentary where he confessed that much. <laughs> big big Hello, cigar. I'm, I'm Ridley Scott and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Enjoy my film. Prompted by this podcast. <laughs> I love that Hovis advert, but after that, it just seemed to go downhill. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did anyone like Prometheus? No, uh, no one likes Prometheus. <laughs> I thought it was alright, actually. I've only watched Prometheus once, and that was when I was on a lot of drugs at the IMAX, so. <laughs> I didn't like it that much, but um, I didn't think it was that bad either, if that makes sense. But it's better than Alien Covenant. Yep, I agree. Is it? Is it really? Alien Covenant has the excellent line, I'll do the fingering, though. <laughs> between the, the best... two Michael Fassbenders. Between the two Fassbenders. Just hot Fassbender yeah. on Fassbender. Yeah, a friend of mine suggested that maybe a third one would just have, like, 30 Fassbenders just saying vaguely filthy things to each other for two hours. <laughs> I'd watch that. Maybe that could be Human Centipede 4. I loved it, because um, I took a friend to see um, Covenant, and he went, oh, do you reckon Fassbender's in this one? Because we hadn't seen any trailers or anything. And I was like, well, he's in the first one, so maybe he'll be in this one. But I don't think he'll be there for much long. Like, he'll only be there for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, the film is entirely Fassbender on Fassbender. Mm. Um, so he had That's a terrible true. time. The problem with that film is that um, the ending of it is basically you're watching a CGI person on a CGI vehicle trying to fight against a CGI alien against a CGI backdrop of a CGI planet. And it's doesn't do anything for me that kind of thing mm. Mm. i like the abortion scene uh the abortion scene was in prometheus oh yeah see they yeah. all blend into one thing yeah they totally do but the abortion scene is great it's like you know yeah. how are you gonna do the john hurt scene um from the first film and put a twist on it well yeah have a cut it out it's great that is that is one of the things i liked a lot about prometheus um there's a great scene in Covenant, actually. Uh, the bit where it all kicks off on the spaceship and also in the cave at the same time. Uh, that's really fucking tense. It's a good sort of 10, 15 minute sequence. Really well directed. So, you know, Woodley Plop can get it right sometimes. Um, and we really ought to mention the mini trend for attempting to give franchises a kick up the arse by suddenly setting one of the sequels in space. So, uh, oh, Jason X. I love Jason X. I think it's the best Friday the 13th film. Yeah. I think it's the second worst. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's on a fucking room. spaceship. That's what makes it the best. <laughs> I fucking love space. <laughs> um, is that the reason you like it? Because it's set in space? Partially, but I also think it's just really entertaining and unpredictable. Like Friday the 13th is the most monotonous series because it's just the same film over and over again. Whereas in Jason X, he melds with his machete and becomes like metal robo Jason. I mean, that's just... Oh, and then kills no one. 
Who cares? When, when he's, he's, who cares? No, 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 no. When he, be, when he becomes, he doesn't meld. He fucking has a load of CGI grey goo over him that turns <sighs> him into this ridiculous hyper Jason, or whatever they called him. And then he walks around for a bit and doesn't kill anyone in that guise. He looks awesome. Complete waste of time. <sighs> I like the way that the real Jason looks in it before that happens. Um, and I almost re- gave it a rewatch for this because thinking about it i sort of like oh it's such a fun good fun film but i know it i just hate it because it's it's like it's like all the the kids on it they they've all got guns they spend the whole time shooting at him they're all a team they work together to try and kill jason and that is not what i want to see happen to jason i want to see jason get each individual kid and fucking punch pulse for their face or whatever um there's that brilliant there is one brilliant death in it where the person gets their head frozen and then smashed pieces that's great um, I feel I feel like I'm in a, a like a psychiatric session with you right now. <laughs> it's an interesting one though because we've got CJ going. I fucking love space, and Cliff basically saying fuck space. Fuck space. <laughs> fuck space. I hate then. space. It can fuck off. Yeah, it really can. I never looked at stars. I think I wonder if it's because I've always lived in cities, so I like I don't really see stars, so I never look up and go. <laughs> Well, because of light pollution and that, you know, I don't don't look up there and want with a sense of wonder. And I like what's happening down here. I don't like what's everything's happening down here. I mean, obviously, like the world's going to shit and everything, but you know. Oh, I'll tell you what we need to talk about is Ghosts of Mars because um, Phil is the biggest John Carpenter fan in the world. I haven't seen it. Right, that's the end of that. I've not seen uh, it. So, moving on to our second feature. It's one of the few ones I've not seen, and I've been told that it's absolute dog shit. Yeah, it's and so I'm, stay- I'm staying away from it. It's got Ice Cube in it, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen the. There's, there's a bit where someone gets their hand broken on a, on a trestle table or something. It looked terrible. So I kind of. Um, I want to keep my ideas of John Carpenter pure, so I've not watched Ghost of Mars. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not the best, it's not the worst. If it is just a film where someone gets their hand broken on a trestle table, surely Ghosts of Mars is the most misleading title ever. Because that sounds quite exciting. <laughs> yes, that's right. Whereas it's just it a DIY sort of accident for two accident. minutes. Yeah, jumble sale yeah. accident. <laughs> jumble sale accidents with ice yeah. cube. Wallpaper horror. Um, of Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. I'd still, I mean, it would, if it was John Carpenter, it would still be awesome. And I'm sure it's awesome. I'm sure it's awesome, but I haven't done it yet. Is it? Is it terrible? No, it's, 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 it's middling. No. Oh, the okay. possessed people who have been possessed by the ghosts of Mars look great. And um, that's about as far as it goes. By way of sort of um, uh, 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 establishing a baseline, what would you say was the worst John Carpenter film? Oh. I hear that the ward is, but I've not seen it. No, I didn't. Oh, the, the ward is the ward is so oh. bad. Oh, it's like it's like super distilled crap, John Carpenter. It's right. so awful. It's incredible. Um, but I would say Starman. Oh. Oh, I haven't seen Starman either. I've I've I've, I've, ste- I've steered clear, quite clear of Starman because that's Jeff. Is it Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Jeff Daniels. Jeff, one of the two. Yeah, one of the Jeffs. One of the, yeah. one of the Jeff brothers. And it, it is, it is yeah, heavy yeah. on the cheese and not in a good way, mm. from what I can remember. Oh, it's okay. still yeah, not... I mean, well. John Carpenter's Vampires is the low for me. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I love Vampires. Oh, it's a great film. 
Uh, okay, but I'll be I'll be fine with Ghosts of Mars then because I really like vampires. I'm gonna have to make a little jingle for our uh, monthly John Carpenter section. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest well, filmmaker of all time. Uh, right, moving on to our second feature, one of the most popular space horror films of them all. From 1997, it's Paul W.S. Anderson's Event Horizon. After seven years in deep space. There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been? And what it's brought back with it. I have such wonderful things to show you. Oh my God. It knows my secrets. It knows my fears. A group of astronauts board a time-travelling spaceship that went missing seven years ago, but whatever killed the original crew starts causing them to experience frightening hallucinations that put their lives at risk. Brian, are you uh, picked this as your choice for this month. Uh, what yeah. Is it about Event Horizon that gets you so worked up? <laughs> Why did I say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> what is it about? Event what is it about? Time fine against your hot under the top. <laughs> They're just what is so it about? Some meal that makes you feel all fizzy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God, Bryony, what is it about Event Horizon that you love so much? Uh, <laughs> it's just fucking cool. Um, it's just a really cool film. And it's got Lawrence Fishburne in it, who's really fucking cool. And it's got, what's his face, all covered in shit, and they're all missing eyes. And it's just fucking cool. It's a cool film. It's a stupid, it starts off really bombastic, like all the, like, uh, prodigy kind of music. It's Orbital, not prodigy. Is it? Mm. Well, it starts off very bombastic and is just fucking cool. That's literally, I picked it because it's the first spacey horror film I remember watching and it's just full of weird stuff that really stuck with me because um, there's a lot of stuff in it that just does stick with you like uh the bit where they're all fucking killing each other in the video that's, mm. uh, that's mm. right that's really right. good but... we'll get on to that i think um yeah who next emily um i'd not seen this before and i really liked it um, I don't know why I'd not got round to it before because it's it's got Sam Neill in who's a good actor and also does bonkers really well. I'm trying really hard not to mention yeah. John Carpenter mm. for the third time for this this particular <laughs> episode. Um, yeah, it's well done. It's a little bit fucked up. It's basically Clive Barker in space, which is um, which is a good thing. And um, I think reading on the IMDb yeah. page that the writer was very influenced by Hellraiser and things like that. Um, hence the scene with the woman saying we've got it, it's mm. it's not we've got such such uh, sights to show you but it's very very close mm. and, yeah um, yeah absolutely yeah yeah I really liked it apparently there wasn't a longer version that's got more of the fucked up shit on the video um but there was they <laughs> that's never been released for whatever reason so that would have been interesting. But, yeah and the footage has been lost and i think it would be sick. i think there's a good film buried in here and I think there's a good, basically, space version of Hellraiser buried in there. But it's all that footage was 
just relegated to some video flashbacks that that final scene where you they get all these you can see all these really super gory fla- flashes of people mm. with like all sorts of mutilations there's a bit of bumming going on you mm. know everything you want out of a film and that was meant to be like just a bit the, of the bulk of, of the film it, yeah it was going to be a lot of it was going to be like fisting. the title sequence bumming yeah. <laughs> spike down someone's mouth more bumming and um richard t jones making a little quip in a, in a quirky quirky style oh um. that, that, like i i actually i actually like this that this time i watched it and that unfortunately was was the bit that i just really really didn't like when he gets ejected from the spaceship and like she for about yeah. 10 minutes <laughs> and it was just like yeah, was oh man i wish they hadn't done this and it was yeah. so totally off because the film was getting darker and darker and more like weirder and tense and then he's suddenly jumping around on a jetpack going, oh shit, why does this always happen to me? And it's like, mm. what? what? <laughs> who, who thought of that? Which is a shame because I was... Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't mind a bit of comic relief. I thought he was good in it, but um, but you're right. It is, it's all over the place. And I, I just think it's been oh, yeah, edited and compromised within an inch of its life. And I don't like the end result. Phil? I love Event Horizon. I think it's a great film. I, um, it was a big film in my teenage years because of those flashbacks. And th- those sort of flashbacks went round. The, I can remember them going round the school as sort of folklore. Like, there's this film, Event Horizon, and it's got flashbacks, and they're the most fucked up thing you'd ever seen. And then when you see the flashbacks, actually, they're not that bad, um, really. It's the, it's the fact that they are so quick. I think that makes them so sort of effective. Mm-hmm. I quite like that maybe they were kept so short. And um, I'm, I'm, I love Sam Neill. I think Sam Neill can't do any wrong. He's a fantastic actor. Have you seen Possession? Oh, yeah. He's yeah, so good in that. Possession's Brilliant. wonderful. And, you know, an awful lot of that is to do with Sam Neill. And, you know, I know I didn't want to mention the uh, the film, <laughs> that the John Carpenter film, where he plays a complete nut job. <laughs> but that is... Uh, I mean, really, one of the greatest pieces of acting that's ever happened. Hang on, is that um, In the Mouth of Madness? It is, yeah. In the Mouth yeah. of Madness, an absolute classic. That is as an far awesome as movie. It's brilliant, yeah. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so, you know, I, lo- I love Event Horizon. And um, it's the sort of space film I can really get on board with. Because it's kind of mad, right? It's just mad and frenetic and, and a complete fucking mess. Like a phantasmagorical mess. It's all over the shop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really liked it. I, I saw it at the time and hated it because I think I was a bit of a pretentious teenager who was like, oh, it's just like Hellraiser. Uh, but now watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's just like Hellraiser. Cool. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I wish it was. I wish I it really, was. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was great fun. It, it was really just the comedy relief jetpack bit where I was like, no, that sucks. They could have got rid of that. But apart from that, I thought it was really, really strong all the way through. And the flashback video was amazing. Like that was mm. a properly good scene. Yes, but we should have seen more of it. No, no, no I, I agree with Phil that, that what know. makes it so effective is that you just get that like that moment where he takes his eyes out and says the Latin and you're just like, fuck. Pop quiz, do, do, can you name two women who appear in that video bit, in that video flashback? Okay. Mm, One is Emily nice. Booth. Emily Booth's in there. And the other is Theresa May. Shut up. Not that one. The Prime Minister. <laughs> Presumably you mean the porn actress, Theresa May. Sorry, what was that? Oh, it, it, was it after she'd done porn that she appeared in Event Horizon? Oh, 
Post-pull fact, post-pull fact, post-pull fact is what CJ's good at. Oh, that's a that's a blast from the past. That's great. Post-pull fact. We've not had that for ages. Nice. That's like episode five or something like it's that. It's been a while, it's been a while. Uh. This was another film actually where watching the um, making of was really good because you know that uh, big thing they call the meat grinder, that spinny circle mm. thing? Yeah. And there's a bit where you see Lawrence um, Fishburne walking down it. Have you ever walked down one of those things? Yeah. yeah, the whole yeah. They're called vortex yeah. tunnels. And they're impossible to walk down in a straight line. They just make your head go... And he walks down it and I thought, well, they've CGI'd that. There's no way he could have just walked down that. But the making of has got footage of him stumbling around. (laughs) (laughs) They did actually build that thing and they did make him walk down it. And uh, I mean, it's not exactly making someone puke up live centipedes, is it? But, you know, (laughs) as good as we're going to get this episode, I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) I like this month because I have not thrown up this month. So I am enjoying what we've watched so far. Actually, one thing about the meat grinder, uh, which I really enjoyed about Event Horizon was, I don't know if you guys have seen Galaxy Quest. It's like yeah, yes, I love it. You know, there's that one bit where they go through like the door of like chompers and they're like, why did somebody install chompers on on this ship? And and (laughs) obviously a pastiche of all these like dangerous ships. What I love about Event Horizon is that there is kind of a reason for it in that the guy who built the ship is mad. So he he would make it look like this horrible uh, occult thing that it looks like. And I I like that they finally justified why the chompers are there, (laughs) which is good. Okay, it's time for our devils to shoot for the stars in another game of Scary Noises. So, just a reminder of the teams, we've got CJ and Bryony versus Emily and Phil, and one of each pair is from this month's theme of Space Horror. So, here's the first pair. Don't... Don't, don't, don't tell me I'm too fucking drunk in my own fucking house. I'll do it with you then. Come on. Let's jump in there. Bryony. It's the, um, it's the music event Horizon. It's not, no. Oh, oh, oh. is it do? Do you guess on the uh, dialogue? No, I don't. CJ? Uh, oh, uh, the Purge. No. Um, so you can hear it again, Emily and Phil. Don't. Don't, don't. Don't tell me I'm too fucking drunk in my own fucking house. I'll do it with you then. Come on. Let's jump in there. See if she can catch us. No, no idea. No clue. It's the music doom. No, it's mm. um, John Carpenter's very own music from Ghosts of Mars. Uh, and music, ah, music's another good thing in that film. And uh, the dialogue is from All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Um, mm. um. Uh, it's number two. Duck shit, walrus shit, penguin shit, king penguin shit, D-U-double-L. Yes, CJ. Vampire's Kiss. Dialogue. Wrong. Oh. Want to guess the music? Uh, not a Scooby. Moon High? <laughs> no, it's not Moon <laughs> uh, Emily and Phil, here you go. Duck shit! Walrus shit! 
Penguin shit. King Penguin shit. D U double L S H I T. New word. A R T I S T. Smells bullshit artist. Oh, no idea. Is it in Seminoid? Yes. The music is yeah. in Seminoid. Hey. Wow. Uh, dialogue. Uh, don't know. Oh, Christ knows. Okay, it's the Greasy Strangler. Okay, number three. Step aside our studio in Times Square to one very brave classmate. Hi, Dominique. Hi. Calvin Coolidge Elementary was chosen among 11,000 schools for this honor. We named the Martian after our school. No. Oh, I know the music. Yeah, I know the music too. I think the thing that I think the music's from is not actually the thing that the music's from. I think the same it's music been like, I think on the right lines. Yeah. So yeah. it's Kill, Kill yeah. Bill is what's ripped it off, but presumably yeah. that's not Kill yeah, Bill. The original thing it's from. Uh, it's, not, it's not Thriller or Cruel Picture, is it? No. Is it the music from Twisted Nerve? Yes. Well done. Um, dialogue was from Life. The bit where uh, the school kid announces the name of the alien. So, uh, halfway through and it's 2-0 to Emily and Phil. Here's the fourth one. Let's hear it. It's using the air shafts. Bryony. Uh, alien. Alan is the dialogue. Uh, the dialogue, yes, it is, yeah. Did you get the music? Yeah. Uh, no. It's not Maniac, is it? No. Um, Phil and Emily... It's using the air shafts. That's the only way. We'll move in pairs. We'll go step by step. We'll cut off every bulkhead and every vent until we have it cornered, and then we'll blow it the fuck out into space. Is that acceptable to you? No, no idea. No, I don't know. Uh, it, was, it follows. Oh, bloody mm. course it was. Okay, fifth one. His brain got bigger after the operation. I know science cannot understand. So this Nikos Thanopoulos is passionate. Immortal. No, I can blind faith accept it. But it is so. His body can regenerate dead cells. Nothing? These are really difficult. Titan find? No. Uh, no. Okay, music was pitch black. And uh, I watched that like, like two days ago, and I still couldn't identify <laughs> that music. Yeah, same. And the dialogue was from Absurd Monster right. Hunter, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the sixth one. Excuse me, but I have orders to retrieve data from three servers anthropology, forensic archaeology, and genetics. This is a military operation, Doctor. We're really not here to retrieve our science. Look, I got an idea. Why don't you... Yeah, Emily. Um, is that uh, Star Crystal, the dialogue? It's not Star Crystal, no. No. Oh, bollocks. Um, mm. No. Nothing? Okay, CJ and Bryony. Excuse me, but I have orders to retrieve data from three servers. Anthropology, forensic archaeology, and genetics. This is a military operation, Doctor. We're really not here to retrieve our science. Look, I got an idea. Why don't you ask your CO what your orders are? To 
contain and neutralize the threat, protect the civilians, and retrieve retrieve UAC property. Oh, the dialogue's um, is it not Doom? Yeah, it's Doom. It is Doom. Yeah. Yay, Doom! And uh, the oh, I don't know some some Morris dancer fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, mate. No, no idea on the music. Uh, it was the devils. Oh, wow, how did I look at that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that means it was two all. Yay! Well done, everyone. One of the handful of people who braved our Chinese Black Magic episode last month was Dan Martin, the special effects guy behind Human Centipede 2, among many other movies. And he said nice things about the show. So it's great to have you on board, Dan Martin. And if you want to be more like Dan and let us know what you think of Devil Times 5, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Letterboxd, or by email at dx5podcast at gmail.com. Now, I don't know how useful this is to you all, but, but England's largest arts festival, the Brighton Fringe, starts this weekend. Uh, we're talking May 2018. So if you're down here in Brighton over the next month, make sure you catch Emily in Lone Wolf, McQuaid and Friends at the Caxton Arms on 1st, 2nd and 3rd of June. Phil Yay. is a team captain on whose tweet is it anyway? 9th, 11th, 13th of May and 1st of June at the Warren. And Brian is hosting Bleeding Funny on the 26th of May again at the Caxton and you'll find me at the Carolina Brunswick um, we will be back in just three weeks with an episode about horror spoofs if you're a regular listener you'll probably be able to guess what CJ's picked for us Hello, <laughs> CJ tell us what it is wacko <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but we'll also be taking a good look at what we do in the shadows so it ain't all bad, 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 bad. Well, that's it thanks for listening 